Good evening and welcome to the Rissington Podcast. At 16, take one. You're on, Johnny Hicks. <laughs> Hello, welcome to the Rissington Podcast, episode 16. Did you get that one right? Yeah, I did. Uh, uh, this is my colleague John Oxton non non. Hello, hello. And my name is John Hicks, and this is an aeroplane going over. Can you keep it down up there? Bloody pilots. What do you think this is? An RAF base? First things first, before we do anything else, it's housekeeping time. Mm-hmm. Any housekeepings? Well, yes. Um, do you want to go first? Yes. Um, we saw some people from the RAF. We did. Um, last Monday, wasn't it? Hmm. We um, Some people who uh, used to actually be based here at Aria Frisington, um, and they've written the book about it. And every year they do a little um, tour that coincides with the Kemble Air Show, hmm. and they come up and have a little around their old place. So we got a chance to meet them. We did people. see them briefly last year, didn't we? Very, very briefly. But um, I ran away to get a book, and by the time I come back, they'd, they'd, yeah. they'd left. So we've actually got their book signed now. Yes, partially signed. Yes, because there's four authors, but there were two of them were there. But uh, but there were about, well, about ten of them, mm, all people cool. that we used to be stationed here. Good, and it was great. Yeah. And uh, I don't think what are the facts we've learned. We've got to confirm that the little fort in front of the the building was built by German prisoners of war. Yeah. And then uh, moved by the Americans, and they were based here. Um. Oh, and it's the highest base in UK. It was, yeah, the highest highest RAF base in the UK. Mm. Which meant it got frequently snowed in. Yes, back <laughs> in the days when it snowed in the winter. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the Pelican. Used Patrick to, the Pelican. Patrick used to live at the uh, bird sanctuary. Uh, yeah. Birdland. No, I thought they kept him here, but obviously not. No, obviously they used to get him out just for parades <laughs> yeah, and things. So had his own, if he had his own hangar. You could <laughs> room to fly around, you know, but wouldn't escape. So, <laughs> so yes, that was lovely. I, um, yes. Thank you to those chaps for coming in. We, I, in the back of my head, I had this voice that said, oh, we should interview them for the podcast. But actually, I'm kind of mm. glad we didn't because I don't want them to find this rude, yes, this explicit rude. podcast. <laughs> okay. Um, do you want to do the next bit of housekeeping? Uh, should we go to Jeremy Ricketts? Hmm. Uh, how did you answer great episodes? The sound quality of the most recent was frustrating. Oh. Now, look. Oh. We're doing the best we can, and that's oh. as good as it's going to get. I'm sorry. So you had to turn the volume up. Well, poor you. Yes. Think about all the <laughs> poor, starving children in the world who don't have volume to turn up. Yeah, I mean, the last one, actually, when I listened back to it, it was a bit quiet. But, you know... Don't, don't, don't complain. <laughs> yeah, don't complain. We can hear it too. Yeah. We know when it's we not know when right. it's bad. And you know. We're just doing the ting. That's all we're doing. Just doing the ting. Um, um now then you put Paul DeWaite in the Yeah, I'm just keeping. I put this in. He sent a response to how seriously should freelancers take themselves. Oh yeah. Um and he's basically saying, I, uh, you know, we did the whole talk. I suggest the rule of thumb as seriously as you want your clients to take you. But, well, I don't agree with that really. But. Hmm. I don't know. I can see that approach. Yeah. But I just wanted to draw that up. That hmm. As seriously as you want your clients to take you. Hmm. Well, yeah, I suppose that means very serious all the time. Yeah, exactly. 
which it doesn't out. leave room for personality and humour, or do you think it does? Well, I yeah, I just think I just think the whole thing could do with a bit of lightness now and again. <laughs> Else, we might disappear up our own asses. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, so there's some little bits of housekeeping there. We're yes. all out the way. Um, are we having theme now? Oh, yes, theme. We're theme. going to do theme. We're playing around now, a little now bit. Now we don't want to do it. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can do it, or we can just do it, you know, as much as we have to say on the matter. Yes. Can we say, yeah, because last time we, we thought about, okay, we'll do microformats. And the reason was, um, in the back of my head was this post by Stuart Langridge, um, which was a picture of a microformats badge in um, sitting in a turd. <laughs> With the, with the lovely headline, no one gives a shit. <laughs> um, and the subtitle, the beatings will continue until morale improves. <laughs> so i got to admit, I had that, the feeling of, yeah, I, I only want to do microformats just to mention this photo that he's done. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think we can just spend a couple of minutes talking about microformats because... I think we both kind of feel the same. I think my feeling is that I haven't seen the killer app yet. Mm. I haven't seen that thing that makes me want to love it more. <laughs> it just seems very geeky. <laughs> Extremely geeky. Yes. Not particularly easy to do, as claimed. Yeah. Uh, fairly easy at the basic level. Mm-hmm. But the more you dig into it, it starts getting quite complicated. and Yeah. And then the markup starts to look a bit messy. And This is one thing why I... Um, I like microformats initially. Was the idea was great. You just yeah, add, that, add yeah. some class names and you've got this kind of extra mm-hmm. way of getting data out your site. But then, yeah, I can feel right. Okay, I need to look at this big reference guide every time I need to yeah. mark something up. I mean, there are some good generators online. Yeah, yeah. some of which don't quite produce code the way I want it to. Hmm. If you found that, yeah, I've also found that you get certain. Stuff that's added to a V card, and then I can't really find the equivalent in H card. Yeah. So it's like, uh, what do I do now? <laughs> it's, I mean, it is a bit of a, you know, users taking the matter into their own hands, and a mm. bit of. River, pardon me, that's a bit of a burp. All better now. Um, it was, yeah, I kind of like that that sound side of it, rather than waiting for specs and things to do, to work. Mm. It's doing it now and getting on with it, and yeah. Um, but I don't know. I let you say the, the, the killer app isn't there. Um, or if it is, I don't know about it. There are some good browser plugins and the good things like Technorati Surface for for doing it. I think I think the, the one I've found most useful so far has been H Calendar. Yeah. Um, in terms of creating a feed for events, mm. um, and that's worked quite well. I mean, yes, it's a bit of a pain to mark up, but it's that has some basic dividends. But things like V cards. Hate review and all these sort of things. I'm not finding real, you know, them particularly useful. After no, I'm not either. And it's. I think it's because it's just. Well, I don't know. I don't use them on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. So, and it was interesting just before we started recording that we saw somebody on Twitter. The mm. BBC Radio Labs have removed um, H Calendar from their programs. Yeah. Uh, BBC.co.uk/slash/programs, and they've done so. Because of accessibility issues, because you use the abbreviation design pattern. Mm. So that's interesting that there's still some issues. It's, yeah, I mean, it, it's, you've mentioned that before, how you find the abbreviation not very 
um, readable or usable. Mm. And I think that's true. It was trying to be so trying to be machine readable and user readable at the same time. Yeah, but I think it fails on the user readable. Oh yeah, that was um, wasn't it an instance of the was it the title? I was like, was yeah. it the date title? I was like, what the f- is that? <laughs> It's surprising because actually a lot of people now support microformats, don't they? There's a lot of, mm. you know, like I didn't even know the BBC was yeah. doing microformats until I heard that they were going to take them away. <laughs> <laughs> we do them, no, we're not. <laughs> so, I think we both agreed, though, it's a great idea, but it's yes. still too geeky, isn't it? It's not like RSSs these days. I mean, mm. RSS is so simple for everyday people to use now, and there are killer apps out there for it, mm. like Google Reader, for instance, or. Yeah. So, it, it, it does feel a little bit at the moment like there's a lot of pain for not much reward. Mm. But if it keeps those chappies happy, what hurrah. Jeremy Keith and Tantec? Yeah, Francis. Yeah. <laughs> as long as they're happy, as long as they're happy, happy. the interwebs is happy. Because yeah. <laughs> if they're not happy, they might start um, criticizing other people. Yeah, yeah, listening to us. And yes. going, what are these idiots? <laughs> Excellent. So that's that. Well, that was successful, wasn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Our first ever theme. Well, you know, we'll pick up from you. Let's pick something better next time. (laughs) (laughs) That's the problem. We'll we'll link to that that Stuart picture because that's the the main reason I wanted Mm. to bring it up. Um, Let's do some questions, shall we? Yes, Some good old-fashioned podcast questions. Lovely. Right, I'll start. John Conrad. Before you start, Uh I'm just going down the list. No, 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 there's no bad surnames. You haven't stitched me. I thought, I Do thought, we have the return of Fido Gessiewicz? <laughs> <laughs> he, he could be in here somewhere. I did a bit more research on Fido Gessiewicz. I'm yeah. trying to find out whether it's like a, a blogging pseudonym or it's a real name. Yeah. Because it was a blogging pseudonym, then I could feel we get a chance to you know, use it a bit more as a running joke or, a, you know, <laughs> take the piss out of it. But yeah, Fido Gessiewicz. He's here. He and he's got the name like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got a guessy which? Ah, only after lunch. Go mm-hmm. on. So John Conrad asks, Captain John Conrad here from Messing About in Ships podcast. We get them all here, don't we? <laughs> we messing about ships. <laughs> right, I'll have, to, um, I'll have to have a look at that. I just wanted to inquire about your amazing design. Who did the artwork for you? Um, tell you, us, tell us, John Hicks. Mean, does it, <laughs> <laughs> who, does it, who did it? <laughs> This, you put this question in, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is real, Captain John. You Conrad. chose it. Uh, I'm presuming it means the rest of the podcast. I'm assuming so. Oh, that would be me then. Yes. Thank you. That's a very nice. Uh, what's your daily rate? And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can I get it? Can I get it for free? Uh, okay. This is from David Jacobs. Isn't he? Isn't, isn't uh, he a DJ? Yes. Isn't he some sort of radio quiet? Yeah. Person. <clears throat> Gosh, this is a long one. Hello there! I'm working on starting up my own web shop, but I have a problem. I do mostly front-end production, HTML, CSS, and JavaScript, Java crisps. <laughs> Lovely. Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> For a design agency, so I don't really have a portfolio to show. Since most people want to see sites that you have designed, I'm kind of screwed. Oh. I have another question. Oh, I haven't yeah. seen the first question. But... Yeah, what's the first question? Uh, um, oh, this is a problem. Here we go. He's, I see. I'll give you it in multiple choice so you don't have to think so hard. Oh, that's good. I like that. How ethical is it to show work from the agency I work for from my personal business site? A, you should never do that. B, depends on the quality of the work. C, 
beep um, and I'll try to leave with their clients anyway. I'm trying to leave with their clients anyway. Hmm. We'll come back to the second bit. Yeah. I don't think C's are pretty fucking mum I'm trying to leave with my with their clients anyway. That's possibly not an attitude that's gonna lead to much success. Now I don't know what the ethics are, but personally I think it's okay to include work that you've done for an, while working at another agency. Mm. Um, but be clear about it. Yes. Yeah, if you put, you know, this is while I was working at Spatchcocked mm. Fish. Yes. This was while I was working at Smoke Kipper Web Designers. For Monkey Cave Design, or whatever it was. Um, so I think that's okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, don't try, you know, trying to leave with their clients. I know that it does happen. But it's, yeah. it's, <laughs> if, if it happens naturally, fair enough. But I wouldn't push too hard for that. Um, we're not really going for this <laughs> whole thing. Uh, my final question is, I'm coming to the UK soon. Can I stay with either of you since I'm on a budget and the pound is kicking the dollar's ass? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but no. P.S. No who knew that room. English could make such fine cheese? Who knew? <coughs> well, we knew. Yeah, like, yes. Okay. Sorry, Mr. Jacobs. No room at the end for you. Uh, Garrett Coakley. Um, who again is a the client? But please read out the theme, the the subject. <laughs> Why you oh, the subject. Sorry. <laughs> da 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 da. da. Hello. Hello. I had a mental block there. I thought, what, what are we doing? Bit of good afternoon, Mr. Oxton and Mr. Hicks. No, no, no. That's, that's is the it just beginning. about that you were enlisted first. <laughs> yeah, that? well, yeah, exactly. you can read. That's part of it, but okay. The subject is earworms, which I like. I like <laughs> yeah, that. that should be a film, shouldn't it? Earworms, those annoying snippets of songs that creep up on you when you're not paying attention, and before you know it, you're humming some hideous 80s soft rock abomination. Mm. Over the past couple of weeks, I've had the following bouncing around in my head at various times. The Fraggle Rock theme. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be disastrous, isn't it? The Mario Kart theme. Um, We built this city by Starship. Yes! Yes! I've been infected with that one. Um... More Than a Feeling by Boston. I haven't had that one yet, but I'm sure I will be now. And Down Under by Men at Work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shut up and make me a Vegemite sandwich, please, <laughs> Garrett. Um, my question for the panel is this. What earworms, if any, have you been suffering from? Um, well, as I say, definitely We Built the City by Starship. Yeah, I had that. I want to know what love is the other day. And I was like, <laughs> oh, kill me now, kill me now. I was like, where did that come from? The Mario Kart theme, I have to say. Yeah, and that's the other, so catchy. The other one is the um, the loop at the beginning of Lego Star Wars. That one sticks. Oh, so, yes. Um, I can't really think of any others. We play music so much. That yeah. One I've had, which I'm not sure I've heard it, because the whole thing of an earworm to this is that you you hear it first um the theme tune for all oh, creatures great and small oh. all weekend <laughs> <laughs> can't get it out of my head that kind of perky um little ditty so um yes that's i'm not sure what the the um solution is well for earworms constantly playing music and have lots of children because <laughs> there's no chance for anything to get in but uh, I see children you could get more opportunity for earworms to surely yeah well I suppose, their, but their at shows least, and things at least not bad 80s soft rock theme tunes uh, yes yeah. I guess so um, I'm sh- I wish I could think of some other earworms I'm sure I've 
happened that a lot this week. I've got Bon Jovi sneaking up on me now. Oh. I can feel it coming. I might have to cancel this podcast. No, I've just got White Snake. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Let's carry on. Uh, colours, or does it always say, am I you or you? It's me. It's you. Dan Felton. Uh, colours and colour scheme selection in web design. I would like first like to stroke your... Egos by saying that you all seem to have a knack for selecting effective and interesting color schemes on your site. Uh-huh. Personally, I find choosing colors that look good and go well together extremely difficult. That's because it is. Yes. I've tried to emulate popular combinations used by other good designers, but whenever I put whenever I put colors together in my designs, they just never seem to mesh well. Mm. I fear this is a skill that might only be developed through time and experience. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I was hoping that maybe you had some good advice about how to how you choose good colours and could you recommend any books or websites which give advice about using the good use of colour in design yes <clears throat> thank you so much for your advice <clears throat> love the podcast regards Dan Felton thank you Dan Felton very lovely Ooh, well right. I think colours and colour schemes are difficult yeah definitely no doubt about it it's not easy um, I always struggle with link colours <clears throat> what, what colour should this be well yeah and there's some colour schemes that people would say to you, if I said brown and pink, mm. you know, you wouldn't off the top of your head think, oh, yeah, brown and pink, that sounds good. Yeah, but um, it can work. But depending on the colours and tones, it works. Mm. Um, now, books. One book I found quite useful was um, a book by Molly. Mm. Uh, let me see. If I got the oh, yeah, we can link to that I one. I think it's called Colour for Websites. Yeah. And particularly for me, I found it really useful um, being quite bland because it has this lovely section at the end Mm. if you want to know a bit more about the psychology of colour mm. and it's things like um, red apart from sort of meaning danger it's um, particularly in America red is a colour for budget for cheap okay. economy yeah. um, and blue is a colour for like, trust and yeah red also mm. um, incites hunger apparently mm. which is why lots of things like KFC McDonald's and etc all use red, red mm. in their colour schemes so yeah, and things like what colours to avoid in certain countries. Yeah. Which is always good to know. Hmm. This colour means infidel. <laughs> Death. Um, so. There we go. We've just upset everybody. Um, <laughs> but that's not really for colour schemes as such, no. more sort of colours. One of the things I've, I've liked to experiment with is um, extracting colours from photos. Mm. Finding a photo that you have a nice feeling about that looks nice in terms of the colour and then just extracting those out. I've put a post, oh, there's a post somewhere in my darkest, deepest archives on how I do that in fireworks. Excellent. So. Yeah, because especially like, from nature, there's lots of colour schemes mm. that really work. So yeah, just lift those colours. But it, even if it's just a starting point. The other yeah. one is Adobe Colour. No, yes, I was just suggesting this, because yeah. I pronounce it cooler. But mm. you, I think it is colour, isn't it? I think so. Cooler. It's not a fridge. <laughs> colour thing. It's colour spelled American-like. Cool one. So yes, go on. Well, no, yeah, that's just, it. Just go there. We'll mm. link to it. It's good because people save their schemes, and you can get yeah, yeah, yes. very nice. And there's a nice little dashboard widget that goes with it as well mm. for searching. Um, yeah, I definitely recommend that. Yeah, and also say um, nicking other colour schemes. Excuse <coughs> me. Better going to a website get you know x scope or fireworks mm-hmm. or whatever you use to have a sampling colors and and nick yes. color schemes and or just go through the css file and nick the hex values yes <laughs> <laughs> ready made color scheme exactly no i uh, seriously i'd say mm. but it is colors, colors colors are difficult mm. 
if you don't have a natural knack for them. And as you say, especially link schemes. Yeah. But hey, why worry? We're in a, we're in an era of gritty black and white designs at the moment, aren't we? <laughs> Who needs colour <laughs> yes. schemes? Well, that, that's a problem with colour schemes, actually. Like subtraction. You know, subtraction uses colour only when it's needed. Yeah. So, like, you know, use the orange or red that he uses to as yeah. an accent colour. Um, I think that's a very good example of a colour scheme, actually. Mm. You know, it's not about putting lots of colours in together, but it's more what colour means what. Practice, that's what it takes. Yeah. I'm still no good at it. Uh, I'll be with you in a minute. Paul Joyce asks, um, my question is, on toast, Marmite or crunchy peanut butter, or do you have a better topping, not cheese? Well, if I could just leap in there, because... Uh, Oh, no, I'm not a big fan of cheese on toast, actually. Oh, I like cheese on toast. But in Welsh, innit? <laughs> yeah, you're rare, but... <laughs> National dish. But I've got to, I've got to um, go with him. A Marmite's nice, mm-hmm. but cre- cre- crunchy peanut butter, that is the best topping. Yeah. Well, peanut butter generally is the best topping yeah. on toast, yeah. Just for it to with a bit of jam. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Whoa. I love it. Or banana. Banana. I'm trying to think what else I like on toast. Beans? On top of toast? Fish fingers. fish fingers on toast. Fish on toast? Oh no, fish fingers have got to be in cheap white bread, haven't they? Yeah. Isn't that. It's funny, a bit with the yeah. crunchy toast with the breadcrumbs. It's got to be breadcrumb, fish fingers, not battered. Yeah. Mmm. But oh, he is kind of talking, I think we're straying, aren't we, slightly? He's talking Sorry. toppings. Yeah. Toast toppings. Actually, there's another one. Toast toppers, do you remember them? No. You would never have, no, I was say I remember them. You would never have eaten toast toppers. <laughs> you assume too much. Because you're a posh foodie. I'm not, um, yeah. Toast toppers were these things you got in a little tin mm. with a ring pull on top. And it was kind of this sort of um, creamy mush. Like, a one was like a oh, like mushroom and ham. Yeah, or I was going to say, it's, I kind of know. Yeah, <laughs> And then you, you, you basically you put it on top of the toast and then grill it. Yes. And then it sort of, you know, cooks the topping. Um, yeah, Talk- it was this kind of starchy, creamy mush, but it was lovely. Talking of posh toppings, mozzarella and tomatoes with basil. Mm-hmm. Uh, lovely, lovely toast topping. Especially toasted focaccia. Uh, is, it, is, is it a cop-out to say the best toast topping is actually just butter? It's not a cop-out as long as it's fresh, proper, nice lovely toast. Yeah, and and nice. oozing in it. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I want some now. <laughs> okay. Stephen Woods. Uh, you're both fairly established designers slash web people. Now that you have exposed yourselves, and I guess people come to you for work as opposed to you seeking it out, do you still still do the odd 50 quid job for clients or do you tend to concentrate on larger, higher paid projects? Shall we start? Shall we answer that first? Yeah. Depends on well, the project, doesn't it? It does. I mean, I do tend to do... Not necessarily the higher paid projects, but the larger projects. Yeah, um, that's just how they sort of generally tended to work. There'd been you know a big booking of something. Mm. Um, still do the odd little jobs here and there, um, and in some ways, just I mean, there's some charities I do work for. So, yeah, either free or you know fifty quid jobs for them. So yeah, it's still the occasional. Mm. And yes, I'm the same really, but now I've got a job. Yeah. Nobody's coming, getting in touch with me. I think my homepage might be putting them off. <laughs> <laughs> Not for hire. <laughs> yeah. But I would, you know, let's just pimp it. I would like a nice little, little small jobs to do. 
I think with the, the 50 quid job for clients, they've got to be uh, worth your while, haven't they? Good portfolio pieces or... Yeah. Like I've just done a logo for somebody and whilst it's not... I'm not a logo designer, the reason I did it was because I wanted to learn a bit about it. Yeah. So I did it for free. Nobody got hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Yet. No questions asked. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, there's a, there's a certain advantage to that as well. Mm. In some ways, for, for keeping clients. Mm. Um they might just want a little thing done. And it really is a little thing that you could, can only charge 50 quid for. You know, yeah. I'm not talking about just doing them a website for 50 quid. Really. Yeah. Yes, I think it is important to keep all your clients as, for as long as possible. But just as a weird aside, my daughter's now learnt that quid means pounds. So she's now referring to everything as quid. <laughs> stop, stop the slang, don't properly. Should we carry on with this? Um... Oh yes, sorry, there's another... I'm currently starting along the path of freelance hood and while I'm tempted to only accept decent-sized projects, it seems to make more sense to accept a lot of smaller projects to ensure a reliable source of income. However, I'm aware this may lead to burnout if I'm working on lots of different things at the same time for smaller amounts. It could yeah. also lead to bankruptcy if you're not really careful. Yes. <laughs> How do you, do you approach things at the start of your freelance careers? Well, difficult. At the start of your career, you just sort of say yes to everything, don't you? Yeah, I... Made a complete There's no really way around that complete mess of my. <laughs> it was I was awful. I didn't approach it. I ran at it with a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, freelancing with a big freelance plow. Yeah, on the front. It's um, I I would then suggest for cash flow. Mm. I think the cash flow. Yes, you'll get might get paid for some all the jobs, but will those smaller jobs be enough? Yeah. You know, and could you get more by doing the larger projects and getting deposits? How much? How many times have I said this? But the problem I faced was too much work, not enough money coming in. And yeah. it's impossible. So, you, more importantly than the size of the project is charging correctly for the size of the project. Mm. That's where it helps if you can get like three months, sort of enough money for three months ahead. Mm. So that by after three months of freelancing, hopefully you'll have had some checks started to be paid and. Mm. But you know that's that's quite a lot of money. So I I didn't manage that. No, <laughs> that's kind of pie in the sky. I don't think I, made, I don't think I made three thousand pounds in the whole of my freelance career. <laughs> I'd say wouldn't be. I'd say don't be afraid to do the smaller jobs. No, but just um, charge appropriately for the amount of work being done. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Alex Tebbutt. Uh, There's a question for me. I think unfortunately. Mm. Uh, given the attached display of blatant Firefox imagery... Lady with big bosoms wearing Firefox vest. Thank you for John Oxton. The spoken... The, the spoken... The spoken alt attribute man. Um, yes. Have you been aware that your design will be displayed in this format? Yeah. We get a lot of this kind of... Oh, have you seen this latest... The Firefox logo has been painted on the side of a bus in India or... Yeah. Um, there's that one of the kitten that's curled up in someone's boob. You know, yes. it's getting quite a lot. Yeah, one, somebody sent one of those and I rejected it. But what I want to see is, are those real boobies or not? <laughs> Do you know, my two-year-old son calls ice cubes boobs. So he often says to me, Daddy, Daddy, are you eating, <laughs> are you eating those boobs? <laughs> <laughs> what? Daddy, you know what this drink needs? Just a couple of boobs. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of boobs you've got there, Daddy. <laughs> Can I have a boob? <laughs> Shut up, your fine old guessy witch. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's, we can link to that if you really, really haven't seen it. But you know, yeah, I've got to be honest. This is where I start to get a bit kind of curmudgeonly. 
Yes, we should probably have rejected that one. <laughs> Send a better question, Alex. <laughs> Please. My go? Yes. Phil T with the classic heading of question. <laughs> very, very handy. <laughs> I think earworms wouldn't be yeah. the best well, subjects. Earworms ever. made me want to look. Question was just like, I'll put it in, we might reject it. After hearing about cheese pies, meat, and an assortment of sugary chocolatey food you have both, both been eating, unnecessary paragraphs here, yeah. I'm wondering. Are you? <laughs> He's wondering. Well, that'll burn some calories. <laughs> what type of exercise you choose to do in order not to join the fatties brigade? Well, has he never seen pictures? I was going to say, has he not? <laughs> he hasn't, has he? No. I would describe myself as a fat bastard. Yes. And you didn't you recently get we well, fit? Well, this is the, this is a good timing, isn't it? Because we got we fit on Friday, and it does the test. I have the body of a forty-six-year-old obese man. Yes. I thought I might just be in the overweight, but no, I'm well into the obese category. Yeah, yeah, which doesn't hold out much hope for me. <laughs> so, it's that's the I mean, it's a big problem. I don't do enough exercise. Yeah, where's the time to do exercise? I probably do quite a bit of exercise, but probably take in too many calories anyway. Yeah, it's not proportional. <laughs> um, he, his suggestion is to run around like an idiot of an evening. Mm. Um, not very enjoyable, but certainly does the business on the waistline. Mm. All right, a Nike Plus gizmo adds the necessary geek element. That was great when the the Nike um, iPod Nano thing came out. Mm. And he said, "Well, that's one um, Mac thing you won't have to buy." <laughs> 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 and it's true. <laughs> yes. Um, well, there is no answer to that because we're both overweight and we're working on it. Yeah, as I keep saying to myself, since I was thirty, <laughs> I would like to. What I would like to do actually is do more cycling. Yes, to do that. But again, I, I managed to convince myself that it was my cheap bright bike that was stopping me cycling. So I went out and bought an expensive bike. <laughs> and lo, no, I'm scared to go out in it just in case it gets dirty. Okay, it wasn't that. <laughs> Maybe it's the old crappy car I've got. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so sorry to. Um, have no answer Dispel to that. your myths, Phil T, but uh, we're too late. Uh, question from Ayush Saran, who says, I'm a web designer working in the field for a couple of years and contemplating a master's in interaction design degree. This is going to be a hard question, I can see it. Well, I wouldn't work in the field if I were you, if you want to be a web designer. Well, I say, archaeologist, good idea to work in the field. <laughs> you want to get yourself an office, innit? D- design, yeah, exactly. Walls, electricity, that kind of thing. <laughs> um, will an institute of higher learning help me create better websites, or should I just buy Essentials of Interaction Design from Amazon? It's kind of a, a variation on a question we get asked a lot, isn't it? Yeah. About the whole, what college course should I take? Yes, history. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Because neither of us did this at college or university, so... I barely made it through school, let alone. <laughs> <laughs> so how can we answer? Well, I, uh, my answer is, if there's an opportunity to do some higher education, do it. Because mm-hmm. it's never going to do you any harm, is it? No, true. But although I did, my kind of view, I do think, Get out in there in the field. Yeah, out in the were. field. <laughs> do some and, plowing. And just try and just do it. Start doing some stuff. Yeah. My worry is that if you spend two years in higher education, um, that the higher education hasn't caught up with the way current the current trends of the current technology. Yeah. So things will have moved on a bit. Yeah, do something different. Do history, sociology, mathematicals. 
Inktectures. Yeah, you don't want to be a web designer. Do something else. Yes. Well, do just do a degree. People Have like you considered to see. a career in glass. <laughs> yeah. Are you happy with your wash? <laughs> um, so yeah, my temptation would be say buy the interaction design book, but more more than that, just do stuff. Just practice and keep. Yeah. You know, you just learn every time you do something. Basically. Uh, let's go to Steve. Oh, Stephen. Okay. Oh yes. And he starts off. Stephen. <laughs> Hi, Double J, to the E, to the L. <laughs> Double J, yo. And, and he says, love the podcast, and inserts the blah, blah, blah for me. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. That's what great. I want to know is, what would be the best web conference in the UK to attend? <laughs> and if you could only attend one, and why? <laughs> Tally-ho, Stephen well, Gardner, Fife, Scotland. Well, you'd say, because he's in Fife, so we probably could make life easy for him and say the Highland Fling. Yep. Otherwise... <laughs> I have no answer. <laughs> you, know, you know my feelings about conferences. As if you don't go to them. Well, yeah. I really, yeah. My boss offered to pay for me to go to a conference. I said, if you want, if you want to pay for me to go and get pissed, <laughs> go right ahead. I'm just imagining this kind of like falling down moment in the middle of a conference. Yeah. <laughs> what, me? Yeah, just sort of standing up and barging away through. I can't take this anymore! Yeah. God damn it, all Get you out happy... of my way, you geeks! All, all you happy, inspired people, fuck off! Yeah, yeah. Make them stop! <laughs> uh, the best web conference. That's really hard because we have friends who run web yeah, conferences. Gonna, and that will start the inevitable yeah. emails of... Yeah. Actually, I'm going to stick with the Highland Fling because yeah. I'm going to say that because I've never been and it sounds good and it's local. Yes. Well, it is. Because him. if I say deconstruct, he's going to have a long way to go. Um, that media and deconstruct are both good. Yes. Deconstruct, if it helps your decisions, I find a little bit more on the intellectual. Um, like last year's, I spent mm. most of my time thinking, what the bloody hell they're talking about? Um, there was a lot of kind of knowledge that was pre assumed. Yes. In the talks. <laughs> yeah. Knowledge is pre-assumed. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I came for beer. <laughs> you did what in your cup? Um, <laughs> yes. So I'll, I'll stick with that. Then, so. Okay. Right. Let's press on. Go. You'll go. Uh, Tim Ashworth. Writer's block is the subject. Um, first off, a question to John. That's me! That has that's, the dog. That's for me! Yeah, it's oh. question for you. Pick up the dog poo or mow it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we try and encourage the dog not to poo on the lawn. And we don't pick it up because we live in the countryside. <laughs> God, I couldn't have a dog if I lived in town. Picking all that poo up. Yeah. I watched somebody literally holding the bag under their dog's bum the other day, so it pooed in the bag. He's yeah. like, no, I would be sick if I did that. <laughs> but if she does do a poo on the lawn, we do... Remove it. Yes. Because it just spreads otherwise. Do people really mow dog poos? I mean, I know it's bad picking I've done it, it up. Accidentally. But it's accidentally. Oh, not, yeah. It's, it's yeah. not nice. Yeah. <laughs> but knowingly, as a way of removing it, chopping it up fire. I, I don't know. I don't do that. Mulching. Well, maybe. Yeah, maybe oh, Tim does that. Don't talk about dog maybe poo. Maybe it's nutritional. Now. Dog poos are horrible. <laughs> Second. Not like cow pets. I like cow pets. <laughs> What's nice about cow pets? Hmm? Well, they don't have that horrendous stench that dogs do. They don't, do, do they? No. Yeah. Well, it's because they, they're vegetarian. Uh, yes. Yeah, good point. So, right, next question. I've been doing this a good few years now, and I think I've got over this problem. Um, 
Oh, so you'd think I'd have got over this problem. I must say, why is he writing to us then? Like, <laughs> I had a problem and it went away. <laughs> thanks for Don't need your help. That, thanks, for, thanks for letting us know. Okay, so that makes a better slant. Basically, as the web is moving more and more into being a place for online applications, rather than static websites, the level of complexity has grown. Tell me about it. Don't get me wrong. This is what makes the job of being a freelance developer so much fun. But... As the complexity goes up, it becomes more and more important to use best practices, document everything, and also in some cases for large applications, plan out how you're going to write the code before you turn on the computer. This is a long one, this but bear with me. I don't mind admitting that from time to time I'll just get crippling writer's block, where I start to worry that I'm building it right. I'm sure making sure it's extendable, scalable, I'm using the correct design patterns. Normally this is resolved by looking at the calendar and realising the client needs it tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll just get it done. What are your thoughts on this? Do you forget about worrying too much about getting it right and more about getting it done? Q Oxton telling me he always gets it right and how beeping dare he doesn't. I suggest he doesn't. He doesn't understand me, this man. <laughs> a different one now. It's a big one. So I have an answer, but you go first. Well... My view on this is, yes, I do worry about it, but not to the extent where it stops me from actually doing the work. Mm. I think it's good to worry about it, and it's good to think, well, is there a better way of doing this? But that doesn't mean I'm going to spend days fretting about whether it's right or not. I think you, you would learn whether it's right or not by experience. Yes. And by, that's released, that could have been better. And then you apply it to the next project. Or if you're really lucky and have a project that's sort of end of agile development and you get a chance to iterate and you get paid for it, then great. Then you can change those things later on. Which is essentially my answer. I am in that position where um, I'm being paid and we have an, uh, an agile development process and we iterate over and over. Mm. And my boss constantly has to remind me at the moment, this is not a project that's going to go away. We're going to come back to it. <laughs> Stop <laughs> obsessing over stupid details. <laughs> Yeah. So, so it's, it's a, if you can get into an agile development situation, I think mm-hmm. if you worry about it, it's good. Definitely. The only other thing I'd say is yeah. go out there and find uh, see if anybody else has solved the problem. Um, and I think this is a cue to link to Factory Joe's design patterns. Uh, yes. Thing. Yep. Because why reinvent the wheel if somebody's done a really good job of that already? Exactly. Um, and yep. that takes away the worry because it's in some ways it's sort of proven to work. Mm. So definitely. Mm. Yes, I definitely But I never get it wrong, and I don't believe this fucking guy suggested I could. (laughs) It is difficult because I mean, not I would say very few of my jobs are actually in that position where I'm, I've got the chance to iterate, Mm. you know, to to release something, see if it works, yeah, change it, make it better. My last three or four jobs have been like that actually. Yeah, it's been good. Well, one of them was purely theoretical. We just iterated on a purely theoretical, theoretical level. (laughs) Theoretical. Theoretical man. And never launched a thing. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't de encourage you at all. No, it didn't de de mystify me at all. <laughs> I think we should make this the last one because we're now hitting the forty minute time. Yes. Uh is this my go? Mm. This is from Luke Dorney. Luxury Luke. Hi Luke. Man, excellent stuff. And that's the subject. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, when you're out in a boot, do you keep your cheese? Wow. Question. When you're out in a boot, where do you keep your cheese? One, cargo shorts pocket. 
in hand, naturally, mm -hmm. in the glove box under the dashboard, right there by the stick shift. What the fuck is the stick shift? <laughs> That's the gear lever, man. In the hoodie on, on your sweatshirt, put on backwards, easy access. All of the above, all of the above seven, insert answer. Cheers and all that, Luke. <laughs> um, top right pocket of my tweed or barber jacket. <laughs> I don't like cheese. <laughs> I love cheese, but I don't like no, cheese. No, no, you're going to have to start saying you hate cheese, because otherwise he's going to be constantly talked about this sort of, John, cheese questions. Cheese, yeah. John, cheese, John. And you're going to have to keep on saying, no, no, it's not me that really likes cheese. That's the other John. Yes, I just like everything, not just cheese. So thank you for all your lovely questions, your lovely people sending yes. them in. Uh, we, oh, we can't stop yet. No? We've got to choose a theme for next week. This is the new format. We have to choose it here. What should we do? How about we leave it to the comments? Leave it to the comments. Okay, we'll leave people it to the commons. To the common people. Yes, common people. Come on, common people. Suggest something that we should rant about for next week. Yes, and it doesn't have to... Yeah. You know, it's going to be cheese or the Firefox logo. No. Okay. <laughs> there are banned subjects and people know that. <laughs> okay, well, thank you very much and goodbye. Goodbye. The Rissenden Podcast is devised and hosted by John Oxton and John Hicks, with contributions from squadron leader John Dennis. The show is hosted and sponsored, and shit, by the splendid boffins at Segment Publishing. That's segpub.net for you internet chatties. Hurrah! I've just looked at his website. There's a man hitting a child with a stick. What? Yes. Go, what? see. What this is kazink.co.uk. Why would you don't pimp it? What? <laughs> oh yes. Oh, but the boy's hitting the father, the the man back. I yeah, say but father the, actually. The, but. The bo yeah, it's probably a stepdad. Yeah. The, bo the boy is hitting him gently <laughs> on the hand. The stepdad is hitting him round the head. <laughs> <laughs> it's a competitive dad image, isn't it? It's like, it ha, I can hit you harder than you can. Ha, ha I'm going to decapitate you with a stick. I, I can reach you further. <laughs> Can't think of a cheese that doesn't taste nice cooked. Uh, I know we've been over this. Willy cheese. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, that bombshell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>